0: Welcome to Inner Wisdom Radio. I'm your host, Mikkel. I am a master subconscious meditation instructor, certified Reiki practitioner. I'm also a mother. I love to sing, I love running obstacle races. And this podcast is all about teaching you how to tap into your divine inner wisdom so you can fill your life with inspiration, navigate life's challenges more smoothly, and create a life you love. The answers lie within you. All you have to do is quiet your mind and listen. Happy Friday, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different than usual because, as you know, I talk often about the things you should do. I talk about the importance of surrendering to the flow of the universe so that you can navigate life more harmoniously and receive the best that the universe has to offer you. And I talk about how you need to tune in to your divine inner wisdom. You need to quiet your mind and allow that subconscious inner wisdom to guide your actions and your thoughts. But... What happens when you aren't in the flow? You're not in your divine path. You can't or don't surrender to the flow of the universe. What happens then? That's what I'm going to talk about in this episode today. So what does it mean to be out of the flow of the universe? What does it mean to be out of divine alignment or out of alignment With your inner being. How does one get out of the flow? Well, first, let me explain what those terms mean. The universe and your inner being. What do those two terms mean? So when I use the term the universe, I am talking about the creative laws and the creative power that created everything. It created us. It created the world. It created everything. And this creative power, this creative source loves us. And this creative power operates upon laws, creative laws, such as the law of attraction. But it's not just a law. It's also a power. It's an energy. It's a vibration. It's a consciousness. The universe is a part of each of us and it moves through us. The universe is is friendly, it's loving, especially when we live in alignment with it. So that's what I'm talking about when I use the term, the universe. So what is your inner being? Your inner being is your higher self. It's that part of you that is fully connected to the universe, Your inner being knows you perfectly, it knows where you've been, it knows who you are and your highest spiritual potential, it knows everything that's ever happened to you, and it knows exactly what you need, where you need to go, and what you need to do to receive the best that the universe has to offer you, to help you create your best life, a life that you love. Your inner being is that part of you that is continually translating the voice of the universe to guide you, love you, support you, and inspire you. It's your connection to the universe, to all of humanity, to the earth, to all that is. And your inner being is a voice within you that has all the guidance and all the answers that you need to navigate life and create a life you love. So your inner being will be the part of you that will inspire you and move you to do, think, and be what you need to do, think, and be in order to surrender to the flow of the universe and create a life you love. And your inner being is usually a very subtle voice, but it's always there. And when you go against that voice, against the inspiration or the guidance that you're receiving, you are leaving the flow of the universe, And when you leave the flow of the universe, it will eventually lead to pain and struggle and even suffering. So that's what those two terms mean. And that's in a nutshell what it means to live in or live out of the flow of the universe, to surrender or work against the flow of the universe. So when I use terms like being on your path being in divine alignment, surrendering to the flow, being in the flow, being in the Tao, all of those different terms and phrases mean the same thing. It means that you are surrendering to the flow of the universe. And when I say things like you're out of alignment or you're working against the flow or you're not in the Tao or you're going against your inner being or you're going against the flow of the universe, all of those things mean the same thing. They're all synonymous. It just means that you are not in the flow of the universe. So that is a very abridged explanation of what it means to surrender to the flow of the universe. If you need more of an explanation, you got to go back and listen to episode number two. It's called Surrender to the Flow of the Universe. But for the purposes of this podcast, I'm just going to now assume that you know what I mean when I say surrender to the flow of the universe or work against it. So I want to talk about What are the different ways that you can get out of the flow or work against the flow? There's actually lots of different ways that you can be out of alignment. The most obvious way would be to do something that your inner being specifically told you not to do. That's the most obvious one. Or not doing something that you were inspired to do. Those both will put you out of the flow. But it can also be less obvious. It can be unconscious even. It can look like just not counseling with your inner being and taking action that you just impulsively want to take, and that action just so happens to not be in your best interest. Or it could just be a habitual thing, like habitually not taking action that your inner being would inspire you to do if you had listened, not taking that action and then realizing that if you had counseled with your divine inner being, it would have inspired you to do something. So those are a few different ways you can get out of alignment through action or inaction. But being out of alignment can be even more elusive than that. It can be as simple as thinking thoughts. That is, thinking thoughts or entertaining beliefs that are in conflict with what your divine inner being knows to be true. Examples of this would be thinking negative or harsh or critical thoughts about yourself and Maybe believing yourself to be a worthless or powerless person or victim. Or it could be thinking negative thoughts or harsher critical thoughts about others. And that can manifest as being judgmental or feeling like you need to control other people. Or it could even be thinking certain thoughts about your life or about the world around you, such as thinking you're a victim to your circumstances or believing that things have gone wrong and the universe isn't doing its job, that the universe got it all wrong and things have gone all wrong in the world or all wrong in your life. These are thoughts that will pull you out of alignment because your inner being knows your unconditional intrinsic value, worth, and power. It knows the unconditional intrinsic worth and value of others. And it knows everything happens for a reason. And you aren't a victim to your circumstances. You always have choices and the universe is there to help you deliberately create your life. So you can get out of the flow through action, through inaction, or by thinking thoughts that are not in alignment with what your inner being knows to be true. And then finally, being out of alignment can be even more elusive. It can be taking action that your inner being did inspire you to take, but that action is being fueled by the wrong energy or the wrong beliefs. An example of this might be someone who was inspired to exercise and eat healthy, But instead of doing those things out of love and care for their body, they do them out of self-hatred, rejecting their body, feeling they will only be good enough after they lose a certain amount of weight or look a certain way, and then using diet and exercise to punish their body. The action is good. It may even be inspired. Our inner being will always inspire us to take care of our bodies, but the thoughts Emotions and energies that are fueling that action are not inspired. Therefore, that person is out of alignment, even though technically the things they're doing are good. So, there are many ways to get out of divine alignment and work against the flow of the universe. And when you do, it creates a lot of pain, discomfort, and even suffering. And we know we want to stay in divine alignment in our divine path, but unfortunately, each person's divine path is considerably narrow. So we've gotta learn how to be sensitive to our own alignment. It's definitely a skill that takes practice. And this can seem discouraging. Um, it can seem like, well, if you want a harmonious, more joy-filled life, then you need to find and stay on that perfect path. And it's really narrow and you gotta, you gotta be perfect and do it just right if you wanna stay in the flow. And that might seem almost impossible because let's face it, we're human and we mess up all the time and we don't even know when we're off the path much of the time. But here's the good news and here's the theme of today's episode. Even if you get off your divine path, even if you fall out of alignment with the flow of the universe, which you will and we all do, it's okay Your inner being will never give up on you. It will never stop calling you home to the gentle, loving flow of the universe. Even if you're in a really bad place and you just do not hear that quiet, sure voice within because you're in the throes of confusion or pain, even if you feel unworthy or you just don't have enough energy or wherewithal to do or be or think what you need to do, be or think, or even if you just choose to outright defy your divine path for whatever reason, even if you choose to totally leave the flow of the river and take a path that is out of alignment and you totally consciously know what you're doing and you do it anyway, it's okay. Because the universe will never give up on you. Your inner being will never give up on you. Your inner being will never stop calling to you. It will always be there in your heart, calling you back home into its loving, gentle flow, no matter how long it takes. And when you do get out of alignment, the universe will actually orchestrate events in your life in perfect timing to draw you back in, to create discomfort and pain that will eventually compel you to come back where you can finally receive all those blessings, that life you love, and emotional freedom. But I want to demonstrate this concept more concretely for you guys. I think the easiest way to explain this principle is with a story, uh, a personal story from my life that I think illustrates this really well. It illustrates really well what this looks like. So here's my story. I grew up in a musical performing family, I've been singing since I was three years old. My mom and sisters tell me that even from a tiny age, I was always in some magical place in my mind and I would act out and sing out that play and twirl around and, and sing out the story in my imagination. That was just something I always did and it was something I was born with and it's something that... <laughs> I still do today at 31 years old, (laughs) and I was in my first musical at age five, and I started taking voice lessons from my mom at age eight, and I did choir, I did musical theater, basically all throughout my childhood and throughout my teenage years, and looking back, I can see how those experiences were a blessing. They were so a part of me performing was just in my blood, but not just in my blood, but in the core of who I was. I was just born with a desire to perform and be in front of people. But it was also something that at times brought a lot of pain into my life. I had to face a lot of rejection, for example, like when I would audition for things. And also, as is the nature of developing a talent it came with a lot of critiquing that, of course, was necessary for help, for helping me to get better, but the way that critiquing was often delivered kind of chipped away at my self-esteem over time. There was also a lot of comparison, comparison with my peers who were also singing and performing with me, or even competing against me for roles and for solos, which, of course, that's no one's fault. I mean, that's just how it is. That's the nature of performing. But as a child, I think that it is particularly traumatic to be in those situations because children are just so developmentally vulnerable. And it didn't help that I'm just a sensitive, empathic person who internalizes experiences very, very deeply. And not only that, but there were a number of adults in my life who were harsh or even critical, sometimes even cruel. And I had a few really traumatic experiences (laughs) that really broke my spirit in some ways as a child. And then when I graduated high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to study. So I auditioned for the vocal performance program at Utah State University and I got in. I joined the program without really asking my inner wisdom what I should do, I just kinda did it because I didn't really have the confidence or know-how to discover my own divine path. So I just started the program. And it was at that stage in my life that I started to fall apart. I think leading up to that time, I had all this baggage, all this trauma hidden under the surface. And the pressure of comparing myself to these other collegiate level singers and performers and comparing myself to their amazing operatic voices that were more developed than mine made me feel like I could never live up to that standard. And that pressure that I placed on myself and that I felt really broke me. I went into a deep depression and I started to have moderate levels of anxiety, which I had never had before. And it also manifested physically. I experienced multiple health challenges that caused me to lose my voice. I completely lost my upper range, all those high notes, and I also had chronic vocal fatigue, and my voice was so tense all the time because I was so stressed out. And when you're a music major, you have access to these little practice rooms. They're tiny little soundproof rooms with a piano, and you you know, go into these rooms and You sign up for a time slot to have the room. And when it's your turn to have the room for 30 minutes, you go in and you practice and you do this daily. And I remember spending many a practice session (laughs) in those tiny little rooms crying because I just couldn't sing. My voice was broken and I would just cry and cry and cry because nobody could hear me because it was a soundproof room. So this went on for a couple years and I eventually came to a point where I realized I can't do this anymore. I need a change, a big change. I had so much pain and trauma tied up in the university where I was at. So I actually changed universities. I transferred to Brigham Young University. I changed my major. I started over. It put me back a couple of years, but it was all worth it. My life got a lot better after that. And it was at that point that I just cut performing and singing out of my life completely. I think at one point along the way, I just made this subconscious decision that I'm not good enough and there's too much pain and I'm not good enough and my voice isn't good enough and I'm probably just seeking attention and I'm a vain person anyway, so I just need to be done with singing. And that was that. So I didn't really sing anymore. I... didn't really do musicals anymore. There were a few times where I dabble back into it. I like did one show six years ago, but those experiences were always short-lived because they were too painful and too anxiety inducing. And I didn't even like going to see other people sing or perform. It was too painful for me. And my husband would, he'll confirm that. (laughs) When, when he would find a really good, impressive singer or performer on YouTube, he would get excited and show me and be like, look at this. Isn't this amazing? And over time, he learned not to do that anymore. He learned that I don't like that. I don't want to see the amazing performer that you found on YouTube <laughs> because it's too painful for me. So that was my story. But that wasn't the end of my story. And my inner being knew that my inner being kept calling out to me. After I processed that experience and the trauma and the pain that accompanied it for, I don't know, like 10 years, the noise finally began to lift. And I had a few experiences where I could start to hear the voice of my inner wisdom speaking to me again. I can recall specific experiences that I had over the years where I felt just little glimpses of my inner being calling me back into performing. I think the first major one happened when I was on a cruise with my husband years ago. And there was this karaoke party on top of the cruise ship. Um, and it was the stage under the stars with this big audience. And it was all lit up. It was super fun. And I thought... You know, that might be fun. So I went to the party. I contemplated signing up to sing a karaoke song, but I changed my mind and I started to leave. And as I was leaving, I heard a man say, excuse me, miss, where are you going? And I turned around and it was my husband. He came up and he found me and he encouraged me to do a karaoke song. And so I did because he talked me into it. And when it was my turn to sing, I sang Time to Say Goodbye by Andrea Bocelli. And it's this big kind of operatic song. It's beautiful. And as I sang, I felt so present and powerful, even. I felt so connected to the audience in that moment. I even felt connected to heaven because I was singing. It was in the open air under the stars. And it was, in fact, a spiritual experience. And As I finished the song, the audience leapt to their feet and cheered. It just felt so good. It felt so good. And years later, after that experience on the cruise ship, I fully realized that that experience was divinely orchestrated, that my inner being was calling me into that moment. Because years later, I had this EMDR session with my therapist. And as I was doing the bilateral stimulation, That memory came up and I told my therapist about it and I started crying and crying and I just felt this love and warm feeling kind of envelop me. Another experience that was more recent was maybe a year or two ago, I was doing the dishes and I had this random, quiet, loving thought come into my mind. And that voice said, Mikkel, the gift of performing is still alive in you. And it just pricked me in the heart. And I thought, what? Really, God? But I'm older now. I'm not a, I'm not young anymore. And I've got these kids. And I got a spouse. And I got a business. And you're saying that performing is still in my future. And that voice, that inner voice said, yes, performing still lives in you. What do you want to create? And throughout the years of processing these ex- experiences, at some point, Something just happened to me where every time I would hear beautiful singing or a poignant performance of some kind, I would start to cry. I'd get emotional. It didn't matter if it was a kid's show. (laughs) I would still get emotional. I remember five or six years ago, the movie Sing and the live action film Beauty and the Beast came out. And I made the mistake of seeing both these movies in the movie theater. And what was worse was that I was pregnant at the time. And when I saw those movies, I cried and cried and cried. I wonder if anyone in the theater even noticed because I was crying so much. And I remember crying on the way home from Beauty and the Beast and in the car. My husband was like, are you okay? And I just said, Audra McDonald's voice is just so beautiful. Her voice is just so beautiful. And I just kept crying and crying. And um, these kind of experiences went on for years. It happened all the time. And it all came to a head a couple months ago. When I was at Disney World with my family, I remember walking through the Magic Kingdom and every time I would see those young people performing, singing or dancing on stage at Disney, I would start to cry and I'd have to turn away and look away and put on my sunglasses over my eyes so that no one could see, which was so funny because they were Disney characters (laughs) dancing and singing little kid songs. They were not emotional songs, (laughs) but still made me emotional. And then one night on that trip, we were in our hotel room and I was flipping through the channels on the TV and the musical Dear Evan Hansen was on. And I thought, oh, I've been meaning to see this movie. I'm going to watch it. And I started watching it. And the main character, his singing was so beautiful. And the message of the song that he was singing was so poignant that I just started bawling. I mean, I was bawling, you guys. And my husband was like, Are you okay? And I said, I'm fine. I just keep watching. And and I was crying so so much that I couldn't stop. And so my husband finally said, No, we're turning this off. And I said, No, I can do it. I can do it. He said, No, we're not doing this. He turned it off. And he turned to me and he was like, Are you okay? And I told him, It was just so beautiful. I can't stop crying. I just miss it so much. And he said, Well It sounds like it's time for you to start doing musical theater again. And it was that evening that I looked online and I found a musical theater class that was being held downtown. In fact, it was scheduled to start just a couple weeks after that, after we got home from our trip. So I enrolled. (laughs) It was a big step for me. It sounds like a small thing, but it was a huge step for me. And leading up to the class, I was a bit nervous. I thought, how is this going to be? Am I even ready for this? Am I going to fit in? What's the instructor like? Is he going to be mean? Is he going to make me feel uncomfortable or nervous? Are the students going to be competitive with each other? And the first day of class, I walked in and the instructor was warm and welcoming. The other students were so kind we sat in a circle and we shared about ourselves and our backgrounds and the instructor asked what our dream roles would be. So fast forward to today, that action I took to sign up for the musical theater class was inspired. It, that class was so unlike any other musical or acting class I'd ever taken before because it was such a safe place. I felt so safe there. And every week is the same. It was always such a healing and restorative experience for me to take these classes. I can say that I finally feel joy in singing and performing again in a way that I haven't felt for a long time. And not only that, I feel like my voice is good enough. Like I might not be the best singer in the entire universe and that's okay. I have talent and my voice has worth. My voice is important and worthy of being heard. And I can feel my inner being telling me that. And I can feel my inner being telling me, this is just the beginning. You'll be in musical theater again. What do you want to create? So let me bring this full circle. The reason I tell you this story. Is not just to talk about myself, but to illustrate the various ways that a person can push themselves out of the loving flow of the universe. And I did this in a variety of ways. First, I wasn't doing the things I was supposed to do. I wasn't going to the university that I would have been inspired to go to. I wasn't doing the major that I would have been inspired to do. I was doing things I wasn't supposed to do. I was going to the wrong place studying the wrong major because it was just something that I did because I just didn't know what else to do with my life and I didn't trust my own inner wisdom. And later on, I cut music out of my life. I rejected the gift that the universe or that God had given me because I rejected myself. And also, my thoughts and beliefs were completely out of alignment. My mind was full of self-criticism, self-perfection, comparison, self-judgment. I felt a total victim to my chronically fatigued voice. I felt like my life had gone terribly wrong when I lost my voice. I felt like the universe was being cruel and unsupportive because I didn't realize that those difficult situations were an act of kindness because my inner being was compelling me to reevaluate my path. My inner being was calling me home and the only way I would listen was through suffering and opposition. And lastly, those weren't the only ways that I went against my divine path, because I was doing good things. The actions that I was taking were often inspired, but they were fueled by the wrong energy. When I would exercise my voice and share it, this beautiful gift the universe had given me for my benefit and the benefit of others— My singing and performing was fueled by divine mistrust, feeling worthless and feeling like I'd prove my worth by having a perfect voice and living up to a subjective, unrealistic standard. But my inner being never stopped calling me home. The universe never gave up on me. The farther I got from its flow, the more pain and discomfort I experienced until I reached rock bottom. I couldn't do it anymore. It wasn't working. I was miserable. So I gave up. I started over. I reevaluated my life and started taking small steps, taking small action, where I felt like my heart was leading me. And through this time, I started processing my experiences. I processed the depression, the anxiety, the trauma, the feelings of worthlessness, And after I had processed all of that pain, I started to hear the voice of my inner being again. I started to hear my divine inner wisdom again. I had experiences, the experience on the cruise, and also crying whenever I would hear beautiful music. And I felt literal words or messages come to my mind and heart, like the message of the gift of performing still lives in you. And that voice, by the way, was different from any of the other voices I had entertained before. This voice was calm, gentle, loving, supportive, gracious. The voice wasn't threatened by the possibility of rejection or not being the best. And then finally, I was ready to take action. After all of that, I finally took Inspired Action I started dabbling back into music again, I got myself a karaoke machine, I started singing at home once in a while, and I even auditioned for a couple things, and then finally, I took that musical theater course. I have learned so much. Through this class, I realized something. I realized that any creative process, whether it be performing, creating a piece of art, creating a business, creating a relationship, or creating a child in your body— Any creative process is all about connection, connection with others, whether they be an audience, clients, friends, a child, and connection with my inner being, connection to the creative flow of the universe. That's why I love it so much. That's why I loved it so much when I was three years old. And I used to think, oh, I only enjoy performing because of the attention and the praise. And although that may have been an element of it at times, I realize that the larger part of me loves it because of how connected I feel and how alive I feel when I perform. I feel that creative energy running through me. I feel connected to the audience, to heaven. I feel so present, more present than I feel like in my day-to-day life. I feel so connected to my inner being and to the creative energy of the universe. And I just feel so much joy when I'm in the moment and performing. I feel so in the flow of the universe. The other thing I realized through taking this class is that the true nature of performing is gentle, kind, and gracious. For many years, I associated... Performing with perfection, competition, judgment, critiquing, comparison, anxiousness, uh, rejection, and scarcity of opportunities. But through this class, I learned that the true nature of performing, the true nature of the creative powers of the universe and the way it operates is gentle, kind, loving, validating, generous with praise and acknowledgement, expressive gracious with allowing experimentation and mistakes and failures. And the last thing I want to say about my experience is that the universe not only restored me and brought me back home, it turned my tragedy into a destiny. I find more joy, more presentness in performing than I ever did before my struggle. I have learned so much about connection. And look, I get to share this story with others to inspire and teach and uplift them too. So even if you're in a place of struggle or suffering, uh, you know, you might be way off your divine path. You haven't been listening to your divine inner wisdom, following its guidance. You may have made some mistakes or even made many mistakes. You are not lost to your inner being. You are not lost to the universe. Everything in your life is there. To call you back home. The universe will reconstruct your life's path so that your tragedies become destinies. And your inner being, that voice within you, will never stop calling you back home to the loving, gentle flow of the universe. Now, I know what many of you are probably thinking. (laughs) You're thinking, but what if I don't know how to listen to my inner wisdom? I don't know how to understand what it's trying to tell me. Maybe you're like the person when you're trying to make big decisions like buying a new car or a new house or something like that. You don't feel like you're being guided. You don't feel that voice. Or you keep going back and forth, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, and neither decision feels right. Or maybe you're trying to decide if it's time for you to have a baby again, but you don't know. Your heart wants you to have one now, but your gut says something else and your brain says you should wait another year, that would be best. And overall, neither decision feels quite right. And you don't feel like you're being guided in that decision. So come to my virtual masterclass. It's December 10th. I will teach you how to access your inner wisdom. I'll guide you through a meditative experience wherein you'll get a chance to receive a real, concrete message from your inner wisdom, and then I'll invite or promote participants to be panelists on the call to receive one-on-one coaching and energy release from me. And this masterclass is free, however, they probably won't be free in the future. So, I would enroll now while it's still free. You can find a link to enroll in the show notes, or you can go to my Instagram account at Inner Wisdom Radio and click the link in my bio and click Masterclass. And if you're listening to this podcast after the date of the Masterclass is over, don't worry. Just hit me up on Instagram or at thevhcenter.com. I always have these types of introductory classes and trainings going on. So, I will see you at the masterclass. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review in iTunes. Even just a short, simple sentence is more than enough, and it helps more people discover the podcast. Remember to be still today and have a wonderful weekend.